welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Well, friends, welcome once again to the First Things First podcast. Every week we have interesting amazing, exciting guests. We sit down with them, your friends, your neighbors. We sit down with them and we just listen to their story and listen to them talk about life and faith and, uh, and small town uh, West Texas. And uh, so today I'm really excited uh, to get to have a conversation with my friend Charity. Charity, uh, man, has you been here? How long have you been at the church? I moved here mid-June last year. So okay. just over a year. Yeah, just over a year. From um, uh, near Placerville, Grizzly Flats, California, California. Northern California. Good. Yeah. So I just want to say that any town that's named Grizzly Flats, like I feel like I feel like that would be interesting to live there. So so you so you moved from California here to Shallow Water, Texas, and we're gonna okay, we're gonna get to that story at some point. You got to tell me like shallow water like what in the world made you did you just throw darts at a map or like what was it that brought you here to live in fact go ahead and say that what was it that brought you to this part of texas uh, it's, it's kind of a complicated story okay. um I'm, I'm sure i just, just it's was completely it was completely god right. because it's i just talk about in life there's seasons yes and um I was perfectly content. God was providing there, but things were just getting getting harder. Just um, right. I, we were looking for changes. Um, we lived on a bunch of property. It was a lot of maintenance. We were yeah. in a major fire area, and yeah. um, so part of my story is I'm a widow. My husband passed away five and a half years ago, and um, being on this big piece of property, we had two homes. My dad had to maintain a lot. Right. For um, like a, a storm came, we'd chop down trees, we cut firewood raking pine needles, just all that for fire maintenance. And right. it was just all on him. And so I just I just said, Dad, you don't have to do this for... I have two boys. You don't have to do this for my boys and I. Um, you can... It's okay if it's time for a change, right? Because right. it was always the plan that my boys would get that property. And so yeah. it's okay. Life has changed and it's okay to change with that. And sure. so we um, started looking around and my brother and sister-in-law, John and Calandra, yes. um, moved out here about two years ago. Um, and so they had just talked about what they liked about out here. Um, and so it, yeah, it was just a process of, honestly, I flew out here with my mom to visit thinking fully like, no way Texas is out. Yeah. There's 48 other beautiful States. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone, but, um, nothing personal, <laughs> but, um, honestly I got here and I was walking and I just said, I just felt God's peace. I felt like mm-hmm. God has a hope and a future here for my boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and from that point, um, well, my parents bought a house and we just started the process over a year of like selling where we were and, and right. moving out. It was, it was surely God's leading. Um, and, on that, I mean, God was just teaching me that um, in life, I, I want to be where the Spirit of God is, where yeah. He's leading me. That's yes. the sweet spot in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where there's peace. That's right. where there's joy, no matter what's going on in life. And I, I, I want to stay in that. And so it's like just obediently moving out here. Um, that I just, I just want to follow His presence yeah. for what He has for my life. Yeah. You know, and so that's it. Was just God's leading. And I, I like specifically you chose the words peace and joy, right? In the presence of God, we find peace and joy. And and uh, I love that you 
said that because, you know, peace and joy are two things that are not contingent upon our circumstances exactly. at all, right? Exactly. Those are actually things that we only discover in Christ, right? In, yeah. in our relationship with God. And so, so we can have peace and joy no matter what else is going on uh-huh. in our life because those are, those come from relationship with God. Like we're in a series, um, overflow that's Psalm 23 basically yeah. is what it is. And that's what the psalmist is saying over and over again in this Psalm. He's saying, you know, and we think probably David is the one who wrote it, you know, but, but, uh, but what he's saying over and over again is, uh, is, you know, my, my peace, my provision, you know, uh, my hope, all of that, it's found in the presence of the shepherd. It's found in the presence of, of Christ Jesus who provides all my needs, you know? So, um, that's really good. Okay. Well, there's, um, I'm doing a Bible study on just being grafted into the vine. Yeah. Oh yeah. So John 17, that whole, uh, um, John 15, 15. right? Yeah. yeah. John 15. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're I am the right. vine. You are the yeah. branches. Yeah. Yeah. 17 and is the prayer for unity. It, uh, skipped right they're ahead. all good. Yeah. It's they're all, all good. good. Yeah. That whole section. Um, and so, but anyway, just the, the, the thought of moving, it's caused me to reflect on my life. Um, and what, what, what is my security? What is my stuff? Cause there's, I know people that have lived in the same place their whole life. They've, right. and, and that's fine if that's what God has for you, yeah, beautiful. but that's not what he had for me. And so yeah. how do I, what is that for me? And I, the, in the study, it's talking about just that the presence being with God is my home. It, it supersedes mm. a place. It uh-huh. supersedes even who I'm with, right? Because right. people come in and out of our life and friendships. Yes, and, right. and so it's really just learning to abide in him and he is my home. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so out here in shallow water, I'm, I feel perfectly at home because I'm with my God right. <laughs> here. Yes. You yeah. Know? And so it was just, it's just an interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. Thing that God is having me process. Yahweh is my yeah. shepherd, right? Yes. He, I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in yes. green pastures. He leads me behind, beside peaceful waters. You know, he yeah. restores, restores my, my soul. soul, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that's really good. That's very good. And that, that, that's all, that was all bonus. We jumped into that right off the bat there. That's good. I didn't even say your last name, Charity. What? I didn't even introduce you completely. So I just assume you're like Madonna. Like everybody should <laughs> right. know you by your first name, right? <laughs> right. right. Charity Sparks. Yes. So, I'm Charity Sparks. Yes. Okay. So for those of you listening now, you know who I'm talking to. So sorry about that. Um, okay. So, uh, to, Talk a little bit uh, more about yourself. You've got two sons. You mentioned them. T- t- uh, tell me, mm-hmm. tell me their names. Yeah. So I have twin boys. They're mm-hmm. Bryson and Skylar, yes. and they're fourteen, going into ninth grade ninth this grade. year. Yeah, so, I know. Same yeah. age as my daughter. They're all yes. in the same class together, and that's a neat class. There's a lot of good kids in that class. Yes. Uh, Bryson and Skylar, both amazing kids. Skylar is seriously, in all honesty. He's the most gifted yo-yoer I've ever... Like, is yo-yoer even a word? Person who yo-yos. So he's unbelievable. He does it. And like, he was doing it for the kids at Disciple Now. And like, everyone's jaw was on the floor. Like, I can't believe I just saw that. Like, he can do things with a yo-yo that are that you just can't imagine. So anyway, yes. both of those young men, awesome young men. It's Thank been such you. a joy to get to know them, especially. Thanks. I like to sit... Next to, as you know, I like to sit next to Skylar at football games. So, he loves that. He yeah. loves you being a resource for him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he sat next to me and he was like, okay, so I don't watch football, you know? <laughs> and so he was like, so you're going to have to kind of tell me what's going on. And so, and I was like, yeah. So if you see something and I've gave him the lay of the land, you see something, 
that you don't understand, just ask. And he did. We <laughs> talked our whole way through the game. And I feel like that this year he's going to be a much better football watcher because yes. he's gained some knowledge. So that's yes. really good. So <laughs> it's been such a joy. Both of those, both of those guys are just, uh, they're super, super sweet. And, uh, and I'm so thankful God brought them to our church and, and thankful for you and for your family. So, Thanks. so you moved down here with your parents yes, and your, uh, and the, and your other family, like your sister-in-law. So, um, my brother and sister-in-law, brother and sister-in-law. had been here already. They okay, moved, they, moved, um, they moved out first. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, two, two years later is when we moved out. So, okay. um, yeah, so they're, they're in Lubbock, um, yeah. but they come out to this church. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. and then all the time. Yeah, and then my parents are, live in Chala Water also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, your dad, I know, I was just just talking to Joni Kitchens with Mustard oh. Seed, and, and she was just saying what a blessing that your dad has yes. been, because he's just such a handyman and helps yes. with stuff. So anyway, he's- so thankful that God brought all of you guys out here. Now that you've been in Texas for a little over a year, I think you can see why we all are so crazy about Texas, right? Can you, have you, have you got the that? beauty is unmatched out yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> yes, it, I think it spiritually, it makes you focus on exactly what's ahead in your life, yes. right? Cause you can't yeah. see too far out, right? Yeah, there's right, a, right. Yeah, the, when the there's dirt, a, when there's a, a dust storm blowing, right? You're right. right. Exactly. Right. The rest of the time you can see for miles. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tell everybody, you know, uh, well, this is the true story. Okay. My, my brother-in-law uh, is from New Mexico, and uh, one of his friends, who we all knew, was one of all of our friends. But he was—he's a big-time Texan, you know, like mm-hmm. all of us. So anyway, he was talking to my brother-in-law Galen. He was talking about the Alamo, and Galen was like, uh, "What's the Alamo?" You know, I don't think I've heard that story before. And <laughs> Brad, my friend Brad, it's not me, Brad. Uh-huh. But my friend Brad, he said to Galen, he was like, "You mean you didn't study that in Texas history?" <laughs> from New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gabe right. was like, I grew up in New Mexico. And Brad was like, okay, right? <laughs> you, you didn't study Texas history in New Mexico? Why not? You know, <laughs> exactly. So that, nothing sums up Texan more <laughs> than that story to me. Like, yeah. Because th- we really do believe that the whole world orbits around the state of Texas. We really do believe that. So okay. anyway, so, but glad you're here and we've adopted you now. You are a daughter of Texas. So Thank praise you. be to God. You know, <laughs> you've entered into the promised land. So we're grateful that you're here. So, okay. So what we do on the podcast is, you know, I just like to, I, we just want to hear your story, you know, and you've shared a little bit of that. So, uh, but I'd like for you, if you could to talk about you know, clearly you have a, 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 a faith in Christ, a relationship with Christ um, that's kind of guided your life and your decisions and everything. So can you talk about when that started? Can you talk about when you came to faith in Christ and when you surrendered your, your heart and your life to Christ? What, what was that? How did that happen? Who was involved? Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. I um, uh, grew up in a Christian home, strong mm-hmm. Christian home. In fact, um, even my, you know, I think of that scripture that says, um, your children blessings for a thousand generations, right? right? I just yeah. have, I have generational faithful people yes. to God. And my, um, my grandpa started up Christian camps. He did. He started up Christian fellowship magicians. It's a group of, Sweet. that's where Skyler gets, yeah, I think the hand thing. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so anyway, um, and so then my parents, um, strong believers. And so I remember being in my room and I think I was nine years old and I was just in my room and, um, my dad was in there with me and I just remember him praying with me, um, yeah. to accept Christ. Yeah. So that's when I accepted Christ. Um, and then it wasn't until really high school that I started to like 
figure it out. Um, I, I was started meeting for discipleship with right. some of the youth leaders yeah. that just really like poured into me and helped yeah. me to figure out how does, how is this practical, right? Like I know the theory, I know the stories I hear, but how do, how do you walk this out or why, right. why are we different or why yes. do we act different? Why yeah. do we think different? Um, and so really that, um, I did in, and in, so I feel like my high school youth group was pivotal yeah. in my growth, right. um, to be yeah. with other believers, to do missions trips. Um, one of the, um, youth leaders did a theology class for us just to go deeper. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was very, yeah. very cool. So yeah. in fact, my friendships and my core groups were in youth group, not in high school. Right. My, I, we drove 15 minutes to get to the church, which at that time was a big deal. Um, yeah. cause it was like kind of out of that, the social sphere, you know, we right. drove into church. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I didn't have a lot of friends in my high school because my core was in, um, at church. And so that was, uh, hugely in, um, I think, um, uh, building a foundation for me. So you feel like when, when you were nine, that that was really a moment where you surrendered your heart and your life to Christ. Like you knew at that moment that you were giving your heart to Christ. And then those next years were kind of you learning what does that mean and how does that look and how do I do that? Yeah. I feel like in high school, in the beginning, I like just had to make sure, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it was just a revisiting of it. Like, was this, that what really, is this really a decision that I want to make? And then I started in the discipleship. And so there was a processing of, yeah, of what that really meant as far as in my life and how that'd be different. I think that's a natural journey. Like so, so many of us have that as part of our story, especially those of us who accepted Christ at a young age. You know, I accepted Christ when I was six and there was no question that I knew what that meant and that I, you know, I mean, it was, I I can tell there was a difference in my life from that before that moment until after after that moment, you know, Right. but, but then, you know, learning how to walk that out as a young adult, you know, when you're going through all these other changes and growing, you know, um, was really, you know, in high school and in college, that was really, you know, pivotal to my story too. So, yeah. And all the things life bombards at you. No doubt. Yeah. You're going through all (laughs) it, especially like. And I like, if, if it's good to spend a little bit of time talking about like your, you know, your journey, your high school journey, yeah. because, you know, you, that, that's a pivotal time in people's lives. I think from, from 16 to 25 or maybe 24, our brains change and develop more in that period than they do from like one to nine, you know, yeah. wow. there's, there's, so there's a, just a profound, um, just, and that's just physiological. That's not, I'm not talking about mental and emotional stuff. I'm talking about just the actual structure of your brain develops more in that time than it does any yeah. other time in your life, except for maybe the first few months that you're alive, you know? Right. So there's this huge, you know, formation of a person that happens during those years. Yeah. And it, and it really is important. And when we're doing it with other people who love Jesus, yeah. surrounded by people who love Jesus, if you're going to do all of this becoming to do it connected to the body of Christ m- makes a huge difference. Yeah. It really does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, okay. So that's great. Uh, awesome to hear about your faith story. You've alluded a little bit to, you know, some, some moments in your life already where, you know, they were really stretching times, really times where you really had to depend on the Lord times when your faith grew. So maybe talk us through some of that stuff, you know, talk about those times whenever, you really had to lean on the Lord or where you learned the most about God. Yeah. Talk about those times where he really grew you in your faith. 
I'd say probably the first big thing um, it was for me um, after I was married. I got married when I was 27. Okay. Um, I know it's so old for around yeah. here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, how... A t- having a 21 year old daughter who's engaged 27 feels a lot you know <laughs> right a lot better, so. yeah um and um so i went through infertility um okay. and so it was just a journey that i had to um kind of just say god i thought that this is what you had for my life and right. it's not coming to be that and so i I kind of don't know where to go from here because that's in my heart and those are my dreams, right? Yeah. So um, I actually um, was going through in vitro treatments, all this stuff, and um, did I was memorizing um, John 15, okay. amazingly yeah. enough. And so I find it crazy that now I'm doing this study on it again. Yeah. It's all about the vines, right? Yeah. Being grafted in to him, the life-giving source, right? right. And so... Um, so clearly I ended up, um, having, I have twins now. Um, so, but I really feel like that was really the first big thing that I started to flesh out. Like, um, do I trust what God's will for my life is? Am I okay, um, to walk in what he has for me and kind of like let what I think that should go, how that should go. Um, Trust him for more, I think. So yes. so that was the beginning of it. And then... Um, can, I, can we stop there, though? Yeah. Because, because I... So I, I know, I mean, right now, several yeah. women in our church that are on this same journey, okay, where they, they want to have children and they yeah. can't, yeah. you know, uh, for whatever reason, it's not happening. Maybe that's a better way to say it. For whatever reason, it's not happening in their lives right now. And, uh, and so some of that pain and the angst that you're talking about, I mean, is very real for some people who may be actually listening to the podcast, you know? So, uh, and I know that you, 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 you just said that the journey for you was really, um, was really kind of surrendering that whole thing to the Lord and saying, Lord, I, I want what you have for me, whatever that is. Is that, is that, I was trying to get to that, right? right. (laughs) I still wanted what I wanted, right? Yeah. Um, but let me just fast forward to um, 14 years later. Um, uh, no. Yeah, anyway. Um, I, because I feel like that was just a, a beginning wrangling, right? Yes. Um, and then, um, so five and a half years ago, my husband died. Right. Um, and so I'm a widow now. And so just um, in that, I feel like, um, me being able to say your will for my life, no matter what, I trust you. Right. And uh, clearly he ended up giving me kids, which I am so grateful for. But, uh, then there's another thing of a loss that I wasn't expecting. And, um, I, I always use, I use the phrase when I talk with, about this, that, um, I feel like the carpet was ripped out from under me and I was yeah. on my back. Like I, I was shocked. Nobody thought this would happen. It was not, it didn't even ever cross my brain. Um, cause he, my husband just was really good at, um, he had a bunch of walls, right? right. And I learned that if I tried to go past the walls, I would get his anger and that wasn't worth it. And so yeah. it's like, um, and so really after losing him and having two eight year old boys, I gotta, I have to move on. Uh, life doesn't look like what I thought it would look like, but right. God is the same God. Um, yeah. he's, 
uh, he abundantly and lavishly showed up in in my grief, in my not understanding, in my um, being overwhelmed. Right? Like, where do you go from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I feel like a God um, started the process with infertility. Yes. Um, but yet, I he um, really walked me through it powerfully in a way that shows me. Um, he, he, he is good. His character is always the same. Emotionally, I might perceive things about him different yes. at different times, but he always, he wants what's best for us in his will. Right. Yeah. And I think just trusting that even in a loss like that, that I don't understand, um, um, he, yeah, he has shown himself to be lavish and abundant in his care for me and my boys through the body of Christ too. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, so it's just a continuation of the journey and uh, the lessons that I have learned with God through walking grief and loss. I mean, I feel like I have a different testimony depending on who I talk to Yeah. because there's, there's forgiveness, there's taking on fear, there's, um, trusting God for provision. There's just miracles and blessings that he did, that he showed. There's, I mean, just opportunity to talk about how he, he moved and he worked and he provided, um, and continues to do so. I just, I started journaling it all and, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's incredible how big God showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to say, I want to say one thing though, like, so we don't have to get into this, but you know, very deeply at all. But, but I want to say that like your, your husband's passing was not like the end of a long illness or it was totally unexpected, completely out of the blue. Completely. Yeah. He, um, he, he struggled. He never like clinically sought out anything for depression. Right. Um, but I mean, he had some things in his life that caused him to, um, um, like kind of shut down and then yeah. he just kind of worked through it and he would not ever get help. Right. Um, and, and I, maybe I, not even talk to you. Exactly. Right. And even, really. yeah. And even his family, um, in having some conversations, um, they just said he didn't want us to know. And I, yeah. I, I, that just gave me peace because <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, totally out of the blue. Um, and so let, yeah. let's let's maybe kind of camp out there and say, like, if there's anyone listening to the podcast and, you know, depression, something you struggle with, you know, um, that silence is deadly. Um, trying to manage it yourself is deadly. There are people who love you, people who care yeah. about you. They're professionals, yeah. right? Who are who are mm-hmm. set up to help you, and and we're not created actually to walk through stuff like that on our own. That's not yeah. how God put us together. When we try right. to do it, it's unnatural, right? And it's deadly. And so, if that's out, if that's you out there, if you're struggling with depression, please hear uh, yeah. Charity and I say, seek out help. We. Uh, here at our church, we have a list of counselors that we can refer, we can give to you, uh, folks who are trained professionals who can help you walk through this and yeah. deal with whatever it is that's going on in, in your heart. And we want to help with that, but, but just trying to stay silent about it or just trying to like, you know, will yourself into a, a, a different, you know, era. Right. 
or a different feeling, you know, or a different state of health. We don't do It's weird because we don't do this with anything else. Like when I'm having an asthma attack, I don't say to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to try to will myself through this asthma attack. I don't do right. that. Right. I, right. I, I actually have medicine that I take. And when I take the medicine, it, it helps me to breathe and, and it helps me to get through it. I, you have tools that help yeah, you. Exactly. And people need tools. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. And, and some of those tools are other people yeah, that, that absolutely. are in our life and, and, and medication, if that's what, you know, but it's weird that we, ta- we treat yeah. mental illness differently than we treat any other illness. Yeah. You know, we, uh, you know, we wouldn't if we if we broke our leg, we would have no trouble at all going to the emergency room and letting a doctor set our leg. You know, but when right. we're, but when we're when there's something broken or something that's not working right in our hearts or minds right. or our psyche, right? We we don't seek help. Yeah, and that's that's and, tough. And it's like I I just could see the enemy come in with yeah. hopelessness yes. and fear and um just overwhelming. Yeah, so and. and I, I, it's not how God desires you it's to not, live. It's no. not, he wants more for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I would he say too, freedom an, another you. thing that we do too, is we have this kind of false dichotomy that we set up, right? Where we have like our emotional, mental selves, our physical selves and our spiritual selves. We imagine those things as completely separate from one another. Right. Yeah. And so we'll yeah. be like, Oh no, that's a spiritual battle. Right. Or, yeah. or, Oh no, that's a mental, emotional battle. Or this is something related to my physical health. Well, the problem is those three things overlap each yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, if I'm not physically healthy, I'm going to have a hard time being spiritually healthy. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time being mentally and emotionally healthy. And the same is true with, uh, with mental and emotional health. If I'm, if I'm not healthy emotionally, how can I be healthy spiritually? Right. How, yeah, so sure. sometimes we've got to work on our health in these three areas and they all affect each other, you know? Definitely, yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, we want to talk about sometimes, uh, you know, uh, we want to sequester off, right? Uh, yeah. Mental and emotional stuff. And we'll put that in its own category, you know, and not realize that, man, that's connected to everything else, you know? Uh-huh. So, or we want to say, no, this isn't mental and emotional battle. It's a spiritual battle. Well, yeah, it is. Everything is, but it's also this over here too, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, on your lap. Yeah. They're all the yeah. same. Anyway. So I want to say that, but and hopefully that helps someone out there who maybe you're struggling right now to know, look, <laughs> reach out, get some help, yes. talk to somebody, um, you know, do what you need to do to be, to, to start moving toward health. Because yeah. as we, as we kind of open up the door to healing, you know, then the Holy spirit of God pours himself into us and begins to heal us as well too. So, um, so I want to say that, I don't, I don't know if that made any sense, but <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Definitely. So, okay. So, so, you know, you uh, tell me if I'm saying this right. Okay. Uh, but it sounds to me like you, when you look back now, you think of this, this struggle that you guys had for several years with infertility yeah. as God, like revealing his character to you so that later on, whenever everything just fell in on you, when your husband passed away, yeah. you, you knew, right. You, you had God had already revealed himself to you and you could lean on that. Is that an accurate it- way to put it? feel like it anchored me because it gave me, uh, it caused me to drive a stake in the ground, so to say, that said, this is who God is and he's faithful no matter what, right? whether I get my way or not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's so important because the biggest part of Christian life that we may struggle in Western, you know, world, uh, we struggle with this concept of surrender, you know? But the problem is that there's no way faith actually requires humility and surrender, you know, 
And so we can't have faith unless we have laid ourselves down before the Lord God and we've accepted what his will for our life is over what we want. You know? uh-huh. Yeah, true. But it's like we surrender, but it's so that he lifts us up. Yeah, exactly. And so it's his strength that's yeah. lifting us up. And yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's not like a weak picture at no, all. No, no, no. It's, it's a picture of like, God's got it. And I don't need to control all the details of it. And yeah. that's another thing that he's just been he, teaching me is that I... I don't even know how to pray for what I want sometimes because yes. I feel like my prayers limit how I can see him work, right? right? As opposed to saying, God, your will, if it's something, I ultimately, I want my kids to honor and to love you when they grow up, right? right. So what are the details in between? Like, okay, bring this about, but I, I don't even know the details. You draw from your vast expanse yeah, yeah. and bring about your will, right? Yeah. It's like, I, how are you going to do it? And it's almost like I sit back and I just watch, like, because <laughs> he good. astounds me sometimes, right? right? right. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I didn't even know that person existed or whatever, yes. you know? Yeah. And so... That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So good. So let me, let me ask you one other question. Okay. Because I felt like too, when you were talking about the struggles with infertility, right? So I get it. Someone's struggling with, um, okay, I wanted this for my life. Right. But maybe God wants to give me something else, you know, I get, yeah. but what if, what if it's like, um, no, I feel like God wanted that for me. Like, (laughs) I feel like that was God's will for my life. And then it's not happening. Like, yeah. Cause I also think maybe you probably felt like it was God's will for your life. Whenever you got married, that you were going to, that you guys were going to live together into old age. Right. You know, right. And raise that was the purpose. (laughs) That was the intention. So, so you, you felt like, you know, at the moment when you're getting married, you feel like this is God's will for me and for my family that we're going to do this thing together. So then when something happens where this thing that you thought was God's will is gone, right? like, so how did you, how did you kind of get your head and your heart around that? Um, do I want, um, God's will ultimately more than the thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm really seeking what God's will is, then there's a point where I just have to say, hands open, um, you do it. And there's a timing issue too, because Uh maybe sometimes it's a matter of timing of when it's to come about, Uh or maybe it's a different way. And I think, do I trust him to, I, I, I don't, I don't know always, um, specifically what what he has like um people have just said to me that you know that you're going to talk with people or whatever you're going to talk in front of groups or whatever because of what you've been through and sure and i'm like if that's what god has for me then he'll bring that about yeah. it's it's not because i'm going to classes and i'm doing this and i'm trying to make meetings happen i'm trying right. do you know what i mean it's, <laughs> yeah, I it's, I it's not my power it's not my dream it's yeah. not my will uh-huh. right if it's his and that's what he has for me, he is, uh, he amazes me at how he brings things about. He has you encounter somebody who has this, this connection with whatever, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? And I so do. it's just, a, it's a, a relaxing in his will, trusting his timing, but allowing him to fill you in the waiting. Yes. Right. And so in these periods of waiting, when it, I'm not getting what I want, or I don't, I'm not seeing I'm restless or whatever, I just, I I focus on worshiping, praising him, thanking him for what he Mm. has given me and that I see him working around me. Yeah. 
you so I focus on what I have and what he's currently doing, but I, I kind of leave the big picture stuff off to him for how he brings that about. I just want every day I want to remain in his will and I want to, I want to be faithful. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't have big dreams of looking beyond because yeah. it's like today and tomorrow are enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. That's kind of how I. Yeah. And even when you have big dreams or whatever for the future that you feel like God has given you, right? Yeah. The way that you, (laughs) and I know this because I, you know, God called me to preach when I was six, like spoke to me and said, you're going to be a preacher. So I knew my whole life that I was going to, that I was going to be a preacher, but, but, um, but the way that that manifested itself, like the way I got there. <laughs> way different than you thought. <laughs> right. And then the kind of pastor, like what I imagined a pastor was and yeah. what I am now is like, I mean, it's nothing, yeah. you know, is similar to that. So, so even when God fulfills a dream that he has yeah. for your life, right, uh, often when he fulfills it, it doesn't look at all like what you thought it was. And not only that, but it's like nothing in that journey is wasted no for what way. he's doing yeah. because he uses your experience to pull in, to relate to something to, to, for you to deliver a powerful message and whatever. Right. And so it's like, God is so into the details of our journey. I, uh-huh. um, I was reading another study. It was talking about, um, in, when he was talking with Abraham, he says, um, pack up your stuff and go to the land I will show you. And then he yeah. said with Moses, I want you to speak, um, and I will tell you what the to words. say, yeah. but to, to, um, I will show you and I will tell you those are relational things that God wants us to go alongside him. We have to be connected to him to hear that. Yes. Right. For each step of the way of where this is or Mm -hmm. what he wants us to say. Mm -hmm. It's not like, here's the mission, go deliver it and then check back in. Right. It's about relationship with God and it's about listening to him on the journey. And so your journey, every single thing he has, there's some purpose or something that he's going to use to relate for his glory. Right. And that's what I say about the, the pain of what I went through in losing my husband is like, God, don't have this go to waste. Yeah. Right? right. Use it for your glory. Somehow yeah. turn it around to, to something that's usable, yeah. right? Yeah. To relate to others, to encourage others or whatever. Right? Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to what you said there because this is really, really profound. So, uh, I, I love that you said, so the point for Abraham, right? The point for Abraham was not, you know, I'm going to make your, your descendants as numerous as stars, right? Yeah. The point was, uh, we're going to walk together and know one another. I'm going to reveal myself to you. The point was the relationship, not yeah. this in, you know. Not and the mission. We, yeah, we think of the point as being the mission or the yeah. work, but the Lord doesn't work that way. That's why he says to Abraham, just pack up your stuff and start walking. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where to exactly. go, right? He could have said, pack up your stuff and go to this longitude. And la-. Of right. course, they didn't have longitude right. and latitude right. in those days. But he could have said, go to this location. He didn't say that. Yeah. He said, go to the place that I'm going to show you. And mm-hmm. then, and so Abraham just kind of had to go walk. And then every yeah. day, the Lord would kind of guide him. Because the point was the relationship. Yes. And the same is true with Moses, right? Yeah. The point was not... the Amazingly, and this is hard for us to get our head around. The point was not Moses leading people out of Egypt and into the promised land. Mm. That was not the point. The the point was God tabernacling with with his people. The point was, 
the point was Moses and the Lord walking together and God revealing himself to Moses. Right. That's and, good. And so many times we want to say, okay, God, I got the mission. I got it from here. I'll check back right, in right. after I do it. <laughs> yeah, right. I got this. And then we get frustrated because it's not working <laughs> out the right way on our own power. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But if we're walking with him, he gives us the strength every day. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I, it, that's a relief to me. I don't have to think of all these things I have to do. I don't have to think of, there's so many details that are overwhelming that stress me out, right? right it's like, yeah. I have to obey and I have to listen. That's it. Right? Yeah. So, the okay, Lord, let's the do Lord it. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes. Right? He, the, he leads me. That's right. He guides me with his <laughs> with his rod and his staff. Yes. I mean, he he's the, a shepherd is with the sheep among yes. the sheep, and mm-hmm. and and that's something. Yeah, yeah. That that we get it messed up all the time because totally. our brains work like that. Our if yeah. somebody asks me, um, Brad, who are you? Right. Yeah. My first thing is what I do. Yeah. I'm a pastor. Right. right. That's how I define myself by what I do. But the Lord does not think that way at all, uh, you know? Yeah. So his definition of us is totally different, and it has to do with our relationship with him. And not right. only that, but I love how God sees us. Or, uh, because, like, I think of Gideon threshing the wheat in the wine press. So he's yeah. hiding out from the Midianites, right? Yeah. And he's, like, doing it in secret. Um, and the angel appears and says, um, mighty warrior, right? Yeah. It's like God... <laughs> he's hiding in the wine Exactly! Press. That is not who he was at that moment, <laughs> yeah. but God sees our potential. Uh-huh. He sees how he created us to be. Yeah. That's the more that he wants for mm-hmm. each of us, right? Yeah, he sees who we will be... Our potential. ...when we're empowered by his spirit, yes. you know? And right. yeah, that's, yes. that's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. That is one of my, by the way, one of my favorite passages in all the scripture, because it's his mighty warrior. I know. And Gideon's like, who are you talking to right now? I'm like, I'm the least, the, my clan is the least. I mean, I don't know who you're talking to right now. Right. So that's good. So, okay. I want to, I want to ask you one other question and, and maybe you can get into this a little bit because in both of these circumstances that you've listed as kind of these mile marker moments for you, um, in both of those circumstances, you know, I'm sure there was a time when you came to the Lord, uh, maybe with, maybe with, um, with hurt, maybe even at the Lord, right? Maybe, I don't know how to describe it, yeah. but you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, yeah. those Psalms where David is, you know, it's almost like he's angry at the Lord. Like, what are right. you doing? You know, right. uh, how long am I going to have to you know, work through this suffering, you know, he says in Psalm 13, right? right? So I'm sure there were times whenever you were discouraged, where you were upset, even maybe even angry at the Lord. And so can you talk about that, those moments? And first of all, how did you deal with that? Yeah. And then, and then how did the Lord respond to it? Because you're kind of on the other side of some of that now, and you can look back on it. So how do you think the Lord responded in those moments? Um, definitely I feel like I went through those times and more it was just I don't understand yes um and so um how did I deal with it um I um because I felt like life was out of control yeah I I I couldn't control anything about and then just through grief like my brain was numb. Like I was surprised by dinner every night. I'm like, shoot, I have no idea what to do. Like yes. I don't, um, yeah. um, so I, I cried a lot driving the kids down to, to school. It was a 40 minute drive to their school in the van alone. I'd cry down I'd cry up. Right. So yeah. I cried a lot, but I had a playlist of worship songs and mm-hmm. I can track in my life 
what phase I was at in my grieving process based on the playlist I have, right? (laughs) My kids, in fact, my kids heard songs. One time they're like, mom, turn those sad songs off. Like, because it's like, but these are, I know, right? And so, um, but really just my brokenness before God, my, um, uh, I need to know that my God sees me. I need to know that he is there in my hurt. And um, there is, I don't remember where the scripture is, but it talks about um, God giving us hidden treasures in dark places mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And it's like he He gave me, he, he spoke into that darkness yeah. for me. Um, I mean, I would have like, um, just like anxiety over so many things that were going on. I'd wake up my mind. I wasn't sleeping well. I just would play this playlist of worship music. I'd fall asleep with it on, you know, just yeah. cause I, I wanted, I, I wanted his presence, um, just to be proclaimed all the time in my house mm-hmm. in what I put in my head. Um, um, it, w- it was my lifeline, honestly, right. right? To a sanity, right? Yes. Because I don't understand. I don't control this. There's so many things. There's things, uh, he committed suicide. So, uh, there's so many things of secrecy that you don't know and you don't have answers for. Right. right? And I will never get answers for. Yeah. Um, but, um, God knows. Yeah. And I, uh, trust in the Lord, your God, lean not on your understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And it's like, trust him, lean into him. I, I don't need to have the answers to everything because right. he knows and he knows what we need, my boys and I. Yes. Right. And so do I trust that? Mm-hmm. And so let go of all the unknowns. Cause I, I learned the what ifs it's, it's, it can sink me. Mm. the what ifs never end. And that's where the enemy wants to keep us is what if this had happened? What if I'd responded different? What if this, what, what, and you don't control the what ifs. Um, and so it's like, I just had to turn them over to God and say, Mm. I trust you no matter what. Um, even if I don't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I need those answers later, they're up there if I need them. But, um, so I, I, I think in my not understanding, working through anger, working through disappointment, working through being hurt by people, working through what people thought, I mean, right. in a suicide, there, that's a, that's a oh. big dynamic of, um, one, one other thing is that people, um, when, when a dad commits suicide, people talk about boys growing up without a, a father and all this kind of right. stuff. And I had a, a friend that was instrumental to me. Um, and so this is a, a mantra. I would speak over my boys. I went to the um, kids' school, and I just said, I want you to know this is how I see my boys, and this is what I'm praying over them. They are mighty warriors, mm-hmm. based on Gideon. Yeah. Mighty warriors, they're overcomers, they're conquerors, and they're strong that's how God, that's how, who they are in God. Right. And yes, life has thrown this at us, but it's, it's not going to define us. Right. Right. And so, um, they went to a little private Christian school and the teachers just loved on them. And, um, but I think there's, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm huge into speaking life over people and over my boys. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think that my husband, took in words of life. Yes. Right. Um, 
and so I, I, and it's not just a game of words we say. However, I think that those do seek, sink in and impact, right? What's mm-hmm. in the music we're listening to? What is in the podcast? What, what is feeding our brain mostly? Right. What, what, and where, what, what is it doing for you? How's it affecting you? Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I just, I want, I want words of life. I want to speak that into other people and mm-hmm. I want that to be what my boys cling to. Yeah. So that's a learning process for them. <laughs> yeah. And for, for me, still, yeah, exactly. All old, of us, still, all of know. us. So, uh, I love, I love, you know, that, that story because you're, you're, you're talking about how, you know, you, you just recognize that you recognize in that moment, look, I don't. I don't have any answers. I don't, um, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm broken and I, and I, but I'm comfortable in bringing that to you, Lord. I'm like, I'm, I'm comfortable sharing with you how I am. You know what I mean? This is where I am. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I don't understand. I'm broken. I'm, I'm some, I'm, I feel like everything's a mess. I'm angry even sometimes, but this yeah. is who I am and here I am and I'm just giving it all to you, you know? Right. And I think there's a, you know, there's a sense in which that, that kind of honesty before the Lord has to happen in order for healing to begin to occur, you know? So, um, and also, you know, I think so many of us struggle with, I don't have the answers to this, Mm -hmm. you know? And you said the what ifs can sink me. Boy, is that ever true (laughs) Mm -hmm. in all of our lives, right? The what ifs can, can really, and, and to be able to take those what ifs and, and lay them at the feet of Jesus is, you know, um, it's freeing, but it's, absolutely necessary because you know we try to carry that around it's too much you know we can't we can't carry it around like it will eventually buckle under the weight of it you know so there's this we just sang this song you you were talking about music my um this past uh i just got to be involved in the dedication ceremony so we dedicated a a playground at my uh at amy's dad's church Mm -hmm. in memory of her sister oh wow and, uh, and I got to lead worship with, uh, two of her kids. So t- Carson and, uh, Brianna and Brooklyn, two, two of Melanie's kids, we all sang together. One of the songs we sang was new wine. I don't know if you've heard mm. this song before. It, sure. You should listen of all the people I know, like you should listen to this song. Cause it, it starts out by saying like, you know, in the pressing, in the crushing, you are making new wine. Mm. And so it's all this whole song that's just about, I mean, even in the, the, the difficult times where I feel like I'm being crushed and pressed, you, your creativity is unleashed in those moments of suffering and you are doing a good work Mm. in my life, you know? And so there's this part of the song that says, I came with nothing, you know, but, but you are filling me, right? You are working in me. And so there's a sense in which, you know, there are times we have to come before the Lord and say, I, I really, I'm coming to you with nothing. I have nothing to offer you. I have nothing to give you right now. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm choosing to lean into your presence and to, it's an act of will sometimes for us to say, I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I'm going to yes. trust your character. I'm going to focus on your presence, even in the middle of this, because I believe you are good, even when my circumstances right now aren't telling me that you are. Exactly. Right? Yep. You know? So anyway, the, in, in the 23rd Psalm, so much of the language actually references the Exodus, you know, Israel's Exodus. And so he uses all these phrases that would evoke, you know, for the people who are hearing it, the, the, the memory of the Exodus, God's journey with with Israel through the wilderness, you know? And, and so kind of what, what the psalmist is saying is, look, this is what I have experienced of the Lord. 
this is what, you know, history has experienced. This is what our people, mm -hmm. like I, yeah. I have seen the goodness of God, right? I have yes. seen the faithfulness of God demonstrated over and over again throughout history, throughout my history, throughout my life. So that in this moment, even if I'm in the valley, the, the, the mm -hmm. deathly valley, right? I still know yes. that God comforts, God guides, God is with mm -hmm. me, yep. you know? So, yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. That's really <laughs> good stuff. So, so you, you guys, you know, have this incredible tragedy that happens, right? Mm -hmm. You move halfway across the country, you know, with your yeah. family. So where are you now? And you've talked, I know you've talked about this a little bit already, but where are you right now? Like what, what is God really working in your life, in your children's life right now? What do you, what do you feel like is going on right now? Um, um, I just, I feel like, I feel like he, I know he brought us here and mm. I feel like he has supernaturally connected me with women here in yeah. this community in, in really deep ways, deep, right. authentic ways. Um, um, that blows my mind, honestly. And, um, so for me, I, I see God working everywhere and yeah. I see him like he, he plopped me into a group of women that are hungry for him and mm. want guidance. And, and I'm just like this, uh, thank you, God. Like yeah. I want to be used, right? right. I, I want, I want to pull other women up alongside and say, this is what I've learned in my journey. Yeah. And this is how faithful God is and what's going on in your life and how can you see his faithfulness? Right. Sure. And so, um, I, I, I'm just amazed at how God has connected me here right, right now for being here a year. So my boys, they're doing, they're doing okay. I'd say they mm -hmm. had eighth grade last year. It was, um, I just think eighth grade is rough no matter how oh you my cut gosh. it. I'm so glad we're leaving eighth grade behind. This I, is well, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, there is no, there is nothing you could give me that would cause me to repeat seventh and eighth grade. Like right. those are two of the worst years of my life. So right. yeah. Yeah. However, in that, I know God is shaping my prayer for my boys is that they become oaks of righteousness who mm -hmm. love and serve God, yeah. love and honor him. And you you don't get strong without some resistance, right? Right. Without some testing, without feeling lonely, without feeling whatever, it, whatever it is that God has in your story that's mm -hmm. going to be used, right? And so I know God's in it and I see him. Um I am excited to see what God's going to do this year for them. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, um, so that I think I think they're they're fine. They're good. They enjoy the youth group here very much. Um, so, but I, I want them. I would like them to be more connected. I wish that they had what God's given me here, but yeah, yeah. the covering is for them too because God has us here, and so right. it's just what their journey is. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 for where they're at in life. So I think you know seventh and eighth grade is. I mean, eighth grade is hard. Yeah. It's hard when everything is perfect, perfect in your yeah. life, you know? And so when you're also having to get your heart around, you know, these big questions, you know, and these big, you know, issues that come up when you lose a parent, you yeah. know, yeah. um, then there really is a lot more searching that you have to do, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I believe that the Lord uses like, so, I mean, uh, maybe some people will stop listening to podcasts when I say this, but, but I don't believe that, um, some people believe that God, you know, causes pain in our life because mm -hmm. he wants to grow us. Right. Like right. I don't, right. um, I don't, I think God 
created this world. And when he got finished with it, he looked at it and said, it's good, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, and then sin entered the world and it was corrupted and, and right. bad things happen in this world because sin and death entered, entered into this world. But all of God's activity is to redeem that, right. you know? Right. So, so he takes these difficult and painful circumstances. He didn't, he didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't never his desire yeah. that your children would have to walk through what they've had to walk through. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not his desire. Right, that yeah. they would have to grow up, you know, without their dad around. You know, yeah. um, that was not his desire. Um, in the world he created, right, yeah, that would right. never have happened. Okay, right. but he will redeem it. Yeah. He does redeem it. In fact, that's that is his character. That is his nature to heal, to redeem, to restore. Right, and he is at work in all everything that we see, yeah. restoring it all to right relationship with himself. And one day. All of us, all of it is going to be restored. You know, we're going to, we're going to discover that, right? It's going to happen. But I look forward to that day. Yeah, boy, me too. <laughs> Let's just get there. It's coming. It's coming. So, but I, I'm grateful to, you know, to be able to rest in that yeah. with my own yeah. family, my own kids who have been through some difficult stuff, you know, themselves, right. you know, and have walked through some difficult times themselves. You know, we, I mean, I would just actually talking about our kids this morning, you know, and, uh, and, you know, doing what parents do, worrying about them and, and, you know, worrying about this thing that they're struggling with or dealing with and kind of, you know, um, and it's just so hard to say, okay, God, I know that you are at work, even in these circumstances, I know that your work revealing yourself to them. I'm going to trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to <laughs> give it up to him. I do. I just yeah. walk through and I just say, God, I commit them to you. Yeah. They, you love them more than I do. No doubt. And your plans are bigger for them. And I don't know how to make these things happen, but mm-hmm. God, you move the hearts of kings. Yeah. And so I trust you to move in their lives yeah. in the timing that you have for them so that it sticks, right? Mm-hmm. I want the lessons to stick yeah. so that they can move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And his redemptive work in the lives of my children will probably not look like what I think it should look like. Exactly. Yeah. We'd protect him way too much, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> going to do what he desires to do, and his yeah. redemption is going to be beautiful, perfect. It's going to be far beyond what I could imagine, but it will not be what I expect because he almost never does that. You know? right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. even when Jesus shows up, you know, the Messiah, you know, shows up, it's not at all what no. anybody expected. It's completely, in fact, it's so contrary to what everyone expected. People have a hard time yeah. getting it, you know, yeah. because, because, but that's the way the Lord is, right? He always, he always is faithful to show up, but he's always faithful to show up in ways that we couldn't have foreseen, you exactly. know, so, yes. which is why it requires faith, you know, <laughs> so, but that's hard as a parent, man, that's hard. So, all right. Well, listen, Charity, thank you so much. I feel like, you know, this just flew by. Like, we're, so good. we had a great conversation and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you joining us. I, I just want to, I just want to reiterate uh, that uh, if you look in the description of this episode, you'll see a link to our church. You can contact us from that, from our, our webpage. Um, we would, we'd love to direct you to some counselors that we know about. If there's anybody out there who feels like you need some help, you're dealing with something, you need to talk to somebody, you need some help. We want to help you with that. Um, you know, so reach out to us and contact us. We, we, uh, want to provide any resources that we can for you. Is there, is there a book or, um, you know, a study or anything that really, or even a song, like tell me some things that really helped you get through 
like two or three things that really helped you get through, you know, this period in your life to really help you kind of navigate it? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I'm not sure of the specifics. I mean, sure. things in my, my life now that God is working in, um, I, I do love Priscilla Shire. Oh, um, gosh. um yeah. discerning the voice of God is mm -hmm. one, a study that I'm doing now. Good. Um, doing a vine study. Uh, it's by Beth Moore. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and there's a book, um, that I love. I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, Jonathan Kahn. No. Huh? Okay. He's a messianic Jew. Okay. Um, so he writes with a lot of Jewish tradition, culture, like, yeah, um, yeah. and so he brings in like the breaking down of words and what this would have meant to the Jewish culture sure. and then relates it to how as believers it, it flows over, yeah. um, with a deeper meaning. And so, right. um, it's called the book of mysteries that oh, he wrote. Good. So it's like a devotional okay. one, one a day. Um, so, but I, I, um, there, can I have time for one more story here? Yeah. Do okay. Come so, on. Um, part of God providing moving out here, we, um, moved out here. I was looking for a house. We were living at my parents' house at the time in, in shallow water. And, um, so I saw this house come available. I looked at it and, um, I just loved it. And I just felt like it was just things that God knew would be important to me. Right. Yeah. So it was a house for me. So anyway, I was in the escrow of it, whatever. And God just said, look at when it was built. I got to back up a little bit here because, um, when Marty died, I got, um, multiple times I got Isaiah 43. Yeah. People like gave it to me on a jar that had T's in it. Somebody wrote a letter and had that in there and then like multiple ways. So I journaled that. I didn't know what it meant, but it talks about, um, even now I'm doing something new. Do you not perceive it? I am making wow. a way in the desert and springs in the way and springs in the wastelands. Wasteland, yeah. And, um, do not dwell on the past, um, was one of the things in there. And so, um, I didn't know what that was or whatever, but, um, so, so I looked, I'm now buying a house in Texas five years later. Um, and I looked at when the house was built, it was built in 2016. So the year that we were grieving his loss and not understanding, God gave me a scripture saying, see, even now I'm doing something. I'm Gosh. making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And that, that book, uh, and my parents' house was in 2016 too. It's like yeah. the, the detail that God has in our lives of, of what he has or what, what's allowed and how he's going to provide. He makes provisions ahead of time for what we, mm. what's, what we're going to go through. Cause he knows, um, this book um, by Jonathan Kahn, um, um, the book of mysteries, there's a study, Abraham, well, one page journal of it. Abraham sends the servant off to the well to another, his, so he doesn't have any kids for his, his kids to marry, no spouse. He wants yeah. somebody from the homeland. Yeah. Sends a servant to the well. You'll know this woman because she'll offer to give you water and then your animal also, right? Yeah. And so the servant goes to the well and Rebecca comes and uh, offers water and for the animals. And so when did God answer that prayer request? Was it when the servant went to the well? Well, no, because her day would have had to been timed for everything so that they actually met at that moment in time with his long journey to get there, yeah, right? It's right. like, so you back up for all the choices in life and it talks about uh, the space and time continuum of everything that had to be perfectly aligned for that will of God's to come about to provide. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I feel like the house was here. Right. It's like God saw that way back five years ago. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. That's why I'm saying, I don't know how to pray for what God has for me. Sure. Right. Cause he's, he's so much better. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. we're in the moment praying for what he has, but he already knows cause he's, yeah. he's omniscient. He sees past, present, future in the same view. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And it's like he's already made a way. So are we going to lean into him to hear what that is, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, I just that was just really powerful um, just to know how God works yeah. in the details, so many details of the things of our life. So. Yeah, so while you were grieving Marty's death, uh-huh. a house was being built Yeah, that was going to be a refuge for you and your kids. Five years later. Yeah. 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 And that, and only the Lord can do that, right? Totally. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Only yeah. God, only God can, can do that. And so if you're listening to the podcast, you should know that right now, like wherever you are right now, whatever you're struggling with right now, uh, whatever, whatever darkness you find yourself walking through right now, not only is the Lord going to deliver you, yes. right? He already is. In fact, he's already preparing for the future that he has yeah. for you on the other side of this. Yeah. He's already doing it. And, uh, so look, that doesn't make the moment any darker. I mean, or any any less dark. It doesn't it doesn't make it any less painful, okay? But we can rest in knowing that God our shepherd is guiding us. And we have a choice in how we respond because the yes. circumstances are the circumstances. That's right. But you have a choice to lean in mm-hmm. or to to be angry and there's a process of grief. I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah, yeah. bad yeah. to go through that, right? right? But if you choose to ultimately lean into him, his covering over you, the way he fills you, I I have experienced joy and laughter in the most devastating circumstances, little yeah. pockets of joy that I like, I would never imagine. Right. Yeah. But that's who God is. He works beyond what we expect. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And it's true mm-hmm. of any relationship, you know, charity, any relationship, like you go through hard times or, where something really painful happens in a relationship. Right. And you, and you don't, uh, you don't understand, you know, and maybe yeah. even you're angry at the other person, you know, because yeah. of some circumstances, you have a choice in that moment yeah, to lean into them, right. Or to pull away. And when you, when we choose to lean in, right, even when things are hard, even when things are difficult, when we choose to lean in, what we find is this beautiful intimacy that we're supposed to have with one another, right? Right. So the same thing is true in our relationship with the Lord. We, and, and the difference is though, that the Lord doesn't, the Lord doesn't do things to harm us. (laughs) Right. For our good. Right, right. So, so when, when we're, when we're angry or when we're uh, disappointed or when we're frustrated with the Lord, that you know, that usually has to do with our perception of the circumstances that we're in. And that doesn't mean it's not valid or real. Right. It is, right? right? But we, when we lean into God in those moments, when we lean toward Him and into relationship with Him, what we receive from His hand, you know, is, is intimacy. It yeah. is, we're invited into His heart. You Peace know? and healing yeah, and yeah, restoration. Yeah. He's a God of restoration. That's right. When, when like, yeah. that being invited into the heart of God means that all mm-hmm. that stuff is there for us yeah. because it's only in His presence that we find it. You know. Right. True. So yeah, there's yeah, there are green meadows. You know, there are peaceful waters. But you don't. You don't. The the Lord is the one who leads us by mm-hmm. those to those times of refreshing. It's only the Lord that yeah. does that, and He also leads us into, you know, into and through the, the dark valleys. He's with us even there, you know? So, um, but, but, but hope, peace, you know, healing, those things, they only exist in the presence of God. There's no way we find that on our own, yeah. you know? So, okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Charity. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I hope you. if you're listening today that you have been encouraged. I'm sure you have by, uh, by Charity's uh, story. And, um, and so my encouragement to you would be that, you know what, find, 
find charity. If you, if you come to our church, find charity at church on Sunday sure. morning and, <laughs> and give her a hug. If you heard something about her story that thought, well, I'd like to talk to her more about that. Trust me, charity would love to talk to you about it. So you could say, Hey, let's go get some coffee because I've got some questions and she would love to do that. So, um, yeah. so, uh, so anyway, uh, we want for these kind of conversations, our conversations on the podcast to yeah. lead to some of those conversations and, and I know that charity would welcome the leadership yes. of the Holy Spirit in that way too. So, um, so make sure that you do that. And uh, and thank you for joining us. Make sure you check back with the podcast next week. Next week we'll have another amazing, fascinating, interesting guest who's probably your neighbor, and uh, and you'll get to hear some awesome things about how God is at work in their lives. But until then, we will see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.